0: So here we go, ready? Three, two, it's good to be back with you.
1: It's so good to be back with you (laughs) as well. It's so good, Joshua.
0: I'm Josh Sigmund.
1: And I'm Bryn Rouse.
0: I'm a mortgage guy with a passion for helping people with their money. and all things business, Bryn is my co-host.
1: And I'm a marketing girl. I am literally obsessed with it. Oh, and Josh has showed me how to save money. Quite a bit, actually.
0: Because of her obsession, I hired her to do my marketing.
1: And we've worked together for 10
0: years. We launched Sigmund Sense in 2020, a podcast about money. It's a podcast that teaches people how to save more, give more, create wealth, and retire early.
1: And we recorded and published 34 episodes. People liked it, and it was so fun.
0: But most importantly, we helped people. So we're excited to announce we're doing a second season. And we're mixing things up. We're moving away from money talks to focus on all things business. Leadership, management, team building, book reviews, hiring, firing, operations.
1: Motivating teams, lead generation, time management, personality profiling, closing skills. And of course, money. And marketing.
0: We are inviting you to continue this journey with us. And we want your input. What topics would you like to see covered? Email all of your ideas to our podcast email address, sigmansense at gmail.com.
1: And be sure to click that subscribe button when you visit our channel channels. You'll get notified when we drop new episodes. Are you ready?
0: Season two, getting down to business. Welcome to Sigmund Sense. Welcome back to Sigmund Sense. Welcome. Yep, yeah, and uh, you might notice the new digs. So we're mm. uh, we are moved into our, our own new podcast studio space, which I'm super excited about. Oh my gosh! Um, I wanted to start real quickly because I wanted I do want to give a shout out to Tomas Martinez, uh, who's been a friend of ours for mine for over a decade at this point. And he did a great job of uh, of getting into podcasting himself, yeah. And has his own uh, things going on. And he allowed us over the last two years to use his studio and space, and taught us kind of the ins and out of uh, of what we're doing. Yep. And who knew we we're actually doing good enough to keep on going and do our own studio. So, uh, but uh, hats off to Tomas Martinez. We can make sure his information is, is somewhere on this. But absolutely. Um, and but anyways, yeah, and we wouldn't be here <laughs> without him.
1: Absolutely, and Tomas Martinez um, owns and runs and operates Luxury Home Magazine, um, and so for all of our listeners that you know are in the real estate community yep. and in the luxury market,
0: that's for South Texas. South for, South yes, Texas. Um,
1: that's where you want to be um, looking for him for marketing efforts. But yes, I could not agree more. Thank, uh, we're, I'm so thankful for the things that he taught us, mm-hmm. um, and I would like to point out how excited i am to have our own studio um <laughs> it's just it's been really fun the design process um and i wish that it was completely done uh, but it's not but let me tell you when it is completely done we will have a showcase the first episode it's i want to like walk josh into the studio blindfolded and like get his reaction um because it's going to be amazing. And there's a lot of other no there's a lot no of no other doubts. uses for it. So, so well, stay tuned. will yeah, yeah. be so, for next year. Yeah, it will be for next year. And so
0: uh, it has been a little bit of time. So, you know, been a good 30 days off of not recording because of this change. Yep. But uh, we're back in it. and We want, want to make sure that people know how to uh, end years and start years, you know, professionally, personally. Yeah. Things that, uh, so this will equate to both sides. So it actually kind of reaches back into our season one because we have to talk about money a little bit. I think it's really important to talk about that. At the end of the year and the beginning of the year, uh, talk about a little bit of goal settings, which are, we've touched on in season two, mm-hmm. uh, and one talking a little bit about how to manage those, those efforts through calendar, which we talked about a lot in season two, yes, um, and, uh, and really how to make sure that you give yourself that measuring stick um, for how your year ended and then make sure that you're better prepared for how your year should begin. And so, yes. um, I, I love this time of year, you know, and it, I, it, love I this really do. Of first of all, it's, it gets chilly and I know that you like sweaters, yep. uh, but I, I'm a hunter and so I love being out in the woods with my family. But, um, but I always like to end my years with gratitude. So if I was going to give like step one where you have to make sure you put your head space at, it always come with gratitude. You know, you, uh, it's, I find that uh, a lot of people are are harder on themselves Mm -hmm. than is warranted, right? Like we're our own worst critics sometimes. And uh, you got to, in order to really kind of give yourself an honest review of where you are personally, financially, professionally, um, spiritually, all those things, I think it starts with making sure you put yourself in the right headspace, Right. right? And so the exercise for me always starts right before Thanksgiving, because I know for us, we like to do a, uh, um, a client appreciation party mm-hmm. that we do um, for our referring partners. We always do that. We like to do it before Thanksgiving. Here's a, a hot tip for anyone that's in business. Be the first or the last. Don't be in the middle. Yeah. Uh, I, I know so many people that do their Christmas parties in December, uh, which kind of makes sense, except for the fact that there's 50 others that you're competing with. And uh, it's not a competition thing, but shoot, if, if you're invited to six parties, you're going to say no to something and it might be yours, right? right. So I love uh, starting off with... A, a great blowout party to say thank you to your referring partners, the people that keep you in business. And we follow that up with our, our past clients as well, right? So it, it literally today for us, we have a, our Christmas with Santa uh, that we've done for years and years and years. Yeah. That we invite our uh, our past clients with, co- with cookies and milk and uh, some adult beverages and things like that. But we like to do that early in the season, not wait to the very end so it's not muddled. I also think it shows <laughs> that, uh, you know, that we, 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 prioritize those people over everybody else, right? So um, another exercise I've done uh, in in the years past, and I'm curious how you kind of approach this as well. um, But I like to do video texts that I send to people, you know, I literally sat there, I remember this year, especially, but uh, Thanksgiving morning, I was literally hunting in my hunting blind with my daughter (laughs) and I sent out uh, whispered texts. I was literally whispering because I was in the hunting blind. (laughs) But, I was, but you know, sun's rising. I'm literally thinking about all the things I'm grateful for. And I'm sending out a couple hundred texts, video messages uh, to people that I love and and appreciate and want to make sure that they saw me first thing in the morning Uh, uh, because that's where where I stand. But uh, a great exercise I've done for years and years is also is 100 things you're grateful for. You know, and actually taking the time to sit down uh, by yourself or with a spouse uh, and really just kind of write out all the things you were grateful for. Because, you know, there are challenges right now and the world is a little bit different right now. And mm-hmm. it's certainly a politically divided world right now. And yeah. there's, I know a lot of uh, friends and colleagues that i have had professional and personal losses uh, and family losses this last couple of years. So those are all real things, real things um, right. Uh, but you have to, you know, when you're getting this time of the year, you also have to focus on what you do have, not what you don't have. 100%. And so that's where I kind of start uh, the, the, the end of the year kind of process.
1: Yeah. So I love that. And I do have a few things that, to add. So um, 2021 for the Rouse's has been... A challenging year to say the least Um, lots and lots of weird stuff things like cars being stolen and houses flooding and things like that right and so um, I I have not liked or loved 2021 and that also pisses me off because I don't like to be the person that says man this year sucks right like that's not who i am so taking some time to think through the biggest things that we identified as man like the that made it really challenging and just spend some time thinking through what what was the cause is was there any causes that that maybe of if if we didn't do this, that wouldn't have happened. Because mm-hmm. um, I think there's some learning lessons there.
0: Like leaving your keys in the car with the car unlocked. That would be a good reason to <laughs> get your car stolen. <laughs> Sorry, low-hanging fruit, right, Cannon? <laughs>
1: like I said, just because it's on, doesn't it's not an invitation to steal it. <laughs> um, but see what you can learn from the things that happened. And be grateful for the lesson I'm going to smack you.
0: <laughs> I'm <gonna> smack you. <laughs> I love being back in the with you. This week's
1: I mean. Um one thing that we also do is in the month of Thanksgiving, I was a little bit late to the party. I normally put out our thank bank on mm-hmm. November 1st. So um, I did not make it until probably halfway through November. And so we did do our thank bank. The um, idea is that every day someone comes up with something that they're thankful for, we read them on Thanksgiving. This year, we are extending it. So now that we're in December, it is being combined um, uh, w- with a blessings bank. And so we'll read That's those awesome. on Thanksgiving. For
0: Christmas. I'm sorry,
1: yes, on Christmas, thank yep. you. Um, and that is as silly as it sounds. That is, a very intentional mm-hmm. way to think about something that day that you're really grateful for. And then the last thing that I'll say is the use of gratitude lists. So, um, this is something that I worked on with my daughter for damn near the, the entire year. Um, and when we started this process, I asked, it started by me asking her, Do you ever think about what you're grateful for? And what you're grateful that you have. And she kind of laughed at me and said, "Uh, no. So I assigned her or challenged her to making a gratitude list every week. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you that week after week, her list was maybe two or three items long. Here we are in December and we are, she is turning in two Pages, some t- sometimes two pages, but we are getting a minimum of a full front and back sheet of things that well, she is grateful for for the week. That's awesome. And then sometimes there's a stapled page to it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and here's the other thing that's interesting as well. Uh, she got off course for a little bit. And let me tell you, the effect that it had on her mindset Mm -hmm. and so when we went back in to say hey what's going on where's your head at and we kind of reviewed um what are you what are you not doing now that you were doing when you were in the right headspace the gratitude list was something that had fallen off that's interesting and so she got back onto it immediately so
0: so all that to be said, I think uh, we're both on the same page here that you got to start with what you have, not what you don't. And it's a mindset thing, uh, which I think is totally relevant to this, this uh, podcast. Um, so if you're rolling your eyes, get over it. It works. Uh, that's why daily affirmations work. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, you can convince yourself of a lot, um, but it's also what you choose to focus your energies on, right? Yeah. Give energies to the things that you want to improve. Don't give it into the things that you can't. Yeah. right? And um, find
1: opportunity and the stuff that sucks too, you know, find absolutely. the lesson.
0: So the second piece of it, um, for, and this is for me, for all areas, like it's something I, I I always uh, look at the end of every year is you actually have to measure results at some point. And I know people avoid it. Uh, People avoid it, uh, like the plague in a lot of cases. And I hate to say it, but they're just simply not as successful as people that do. Um, and, and that's in all areas, right? So when it really comes down to it, um, you know, whatever you claimed to, uh, be focused on for 2021 whether it was a financial goal or a volume goal or a weight goal or a reading goal or a, you know, date night goal or, you know, coaching your kids goal, whatever the goal was, you know, here it is December and you either did it or you didn't. Right. Yeah. So, um, a lot of people avoid it because of the way it makes them feel. Yeah. And this is something that I think is, is, uh, uh, is something that has to be worked on by a lot of people and and I'll use my brother. So I love my brother dearly. Um, probably uh, obviously one of the most important people in my life. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and he, one of the things that he struggles with is kind of this notion of, uh, if you don't do something that you're a failure versus you failed at. Right. So like, um, if I don't hit a goal, I failed at hitting the goal. It doesn't make me a failure. Failure, And and if you're listening to this and that's speaking to you at all, like it is a, something you've got to change because it, it builds on itself, mm-hmm. and it, it doesn't make somebody a failure to hit, to miss the goal over and over and over again. It, the only time you become a failure is when you stop trying. Stop trying, right? yeah. So uh, I think that that's the case in, in all areas. So what I mean by reviewing results, you know, we've talked about in a previous episode, uh, the use of the Wheel of Life, that's something that's really important to me. I make my entire team do it twice a year, uh, and it's a, if you're listening to this for the first time, it's a 1 to 10 measurement, 10 being the best, 1 being the worst. Uh, of all those areas of your life that really are important. So spiritual, spirituality, family life, love life, uh, it's, uh, self, friends, uh, work, and money. Mm-hmm. And so you've got these seven areas of life that um, you know, you're either doing great at or you're not. And for my team, we always review it and make everyone give goals. And then they've got to report to me uh, often and openly about you know did you or how are you doing on that mm-hmm. and you know we did this as recently as last week where i right. called out the team i was like hey where are you where are you where are you where are you, where are you? and you know it's 50 50 it's a mixed bag of people are working on it and getting better or they feel really good about it and 50 percent are like you know what i fell off the off the thing yeah and it's like okay well what can i do what can i do to help you be more accountable to it because we're going to work on it because you're telling me that that's important to you right um but the the key here is it's results um i cannot impress on people enough how important it is also to measure where you were in savings and in net worth and in debt last year this time versus this year this time. You know, it's the whole episode uh, or season one, Mm -hmm. which is track everything, do a personal budget. If you've got a business, do a profit and loss. But the number one rule of business is make a profit, right? And that equates to the home life too, which is you got to be better off this year than you ended last year at, right? So net worth is you either decreased your debts or you increased your assets, uh, more than you added debt, that's how you increase your net worth. And so when you look at those, um, you know, did you work 12 months this year and you're worse off than you started this year at? What it's, a
1: horrible feeling too. And
0: well, and that's why people avoid it. Right. But it's not getting better. It's
1: not getting better. I, I remember that really kind of hitting me like a ton of bricks when uh, I first started working with you. And I'm thinking back to the old office. Mm-hmm. Um, the old old office o- the <laughs> old old exactly yep. yeah the old old office um, gosh you you wake up every day 365 days of the year and you're in the exact same place or worse than you were when you started and like that visual to me mm-hmm. was very very powerful <laughs> um, so it is something that stays at the forefront of my mind um, but I also wanted and we I wanted to take time to talk through this just one little piece and we've talked about it in a, I think we did an entire episode on it is if, um, so for example, like Josh just said, you went around to everybody and 50% of the people hadn't done, you know, their goal or, or aren't working on it. The real question is why is that? Mm -hmm. Um, because, you know, let's say someone wanted to start reading. Okay. Well, why didn't you start reading? Is it something? And, and why do you want to start reading? Yeah. What is what is the purpose behind it? What do you feel like it's going to gain for you? And is that strong enough to do the work? To do the work. Yeah. And if that's not the case, then it's the wrong goal. It. Yeah. It's the well, wrong goal.
0: Yeah, or the wrong plan on how to execute. Or them.
1: the wrong plan. Yeah, Maybe you're reading the wrong type of books, or right. you know, you're or not. Or you getting... don't have
0: it in your calendar in the first place to set aside time to give you space to read. Right.
1: Or it's not making you feel. The way that you thought it would make you feel to be a reader, or or whatever. So mm-hmm. there's something missing, um, and so I think that's worth examining too. Now, hear me clearly. Sometimes um, it you're just not you're not just you're just not doing the damn work, most right? Of the time, like, but as a performance coach i would say, most of the time, most of the time. Do but also, don't be afraid to think to re-review. Mm-hmm. Is that really Maybe that's not, maybe that's not the goal that, that I want to put out, you know, and maybe reading one book a week is not getting me the, the feeling and the results that I thought it would. So change it, right? Instead of having it on your list and continually week after week, having to tell people that you're not doing it.
0: We're going to have to digress here because I, because I, I, I agree with you in some of those areas and man, I want to argue with you too, right? Bring it. Which I love. So. Um, the advice, so my son signs up for a team and halfway through the season, he doesn't like the team. Is he allowed to quit?
1: Absolutely freaking not.
0: Absolutely not. Fucking it's a, it it is a, you chose to do this. You're going to see it through the end at the end of the season. You can, you can change it. You can change it at the end. And so what the, the piece I would argue here is that, um, I find that a lot of people use the, "Why change my goal as a crutch because they don't want to address the real issue. Right. I can do that. So if the goal for the year was X, you either won or you lost that goal. And so this will go into what I think how we deal with next year because you're right. Uh, we've th- in a previous episode we spoke about how people set goals because they think it's a great idea in the moment, but they didn't think it through, think, right. or how to execute it, or what the purpose is, or how it make them feel, or, or how, hard, how, it, how or hard it really be. How are they actually right.
1: going to do it? Like, do you actually have the time right. to run well, we three miles to. a day? Yeah, we all but, do. But like, but when? Like, can you do it in the morning? Is yeah. that an option for you to run three miles in the morning? Yep. can you do it at night? Can you do it? You know, like there's so thinking through those types of things yep. too. And I love
0: that stuff. We're going to have to talk about the grand Canyon here at some point because that, that got done since our last episode too. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, because yes, there's freaking time. I'm a busy human. Like there, there's just always more time. Right. I so I going back to the, the final review, cause you're right. You're, but at the end of the day, you've got to review it all. And when you're reviewing your results, it's yes, no grade yourself, ABC fail. You know, there's no D. It's just, it's A, B or fail probably. Mm. Um, And then, uh, and then how does that make you feel and are you okay with it or not? Uh, Because there are some things that take priority over time. Um, You know, things do happen, right? So uh, a great example is I I screwed up my back, right? Uh, I was doing box jumps. Turns out the 40 year old shouldn't be doing box jumps. There's no reason for them. I I I mean, I
1: thought you just stepped off a a curb, Josh. Yeah,
0: that's what it was. (laughs) Um, so, but I herniated my L2, uh, L3, L4, L5. And all of a sudden the the goals I had for physical goal I had for first quarter, it's just not going to, it's not a reality at this point, right? I've got to work through that. So loser. things do change. Uh, I failed at that goal, but it's okay. It doesn't make me a failure or a loser. Makes I lost. Loser. No, I just lost. So, um, you know, but, I'm totally kidding. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, You can't phase me like I can phase you. It's pretty fun for me. So, uh, But the last piece of this that I've got to add in is not just reviewing the results that you've got for whatever you had for your kids, for your family, for your trips that you did or didn't take, for your budget that you did or didn't do. Um, I've got to add in how many people I know that never review the performance of what savings they actually do have. I don't care if you've got a 401k with five grand in it or 10,000 in it. Or five hundred thousand. Yeah. It's amazing to me how few people actually look at the financial performance of their assets. Mm. Um, yeah. So once oh, a yeah. year, at minimum, at minimum, I would hope it'd be monthly. But at minimum, uh, this would be a great reminder of if you haven't opened up your effing four hundred one k and looked at your you know did it go up by three percent, seven percent, or fifteen percent in a year where. You know the uh, the markets absolutely crushed it. It'd be great to know if you've got a great financial planner or not, if you mismanage your funds or not, whether you had a crappy portfolio or not, because we want to change those things. Sure. And so uh, it's fun for me when you've got great markets like we have right now in both real estate and in uh, in the financial markets to look at your net worth, which you might have a lot more than you thought you had. Um, You know nationwide values of properties have exploded. So if you are a homeowner, I don't mm-hmm. care if you're a first time homeowner, you've got multiple properties, you're worth more today than you probably think based on the yeah. equity in the, in the properties. If you have any retirement savings whatsoever, you probably have more than you think you do if you haven't looked at it recently. And so uh, reviewing the financial results I think is really important um, because over time, it's, uh, you know, it's gonna be, finances are gonna be important one day, whether you're willing to look at it now or not, it's going to be important. It's either going to work to your benefit or you're going to have yeah. a really uh, bad struggle here at the end, right? Yeah. Yes. So um, reviewing the results of all those other areas, spirituality, friends, family, love life, is your love life better than it was at the beginning of the year right. or worse? I can actually say it's better this year. So Yay! It's that's a, that's a great thing. You know, Yay! Is your relationship with your kids better or worse than the beginning of the year? Did you? Yep. Is your weight better or worse than the beginning of the year? Is your money better or worse than the beginning of the year like all those things have to be reviewed your friendships Um, friendships yeah did you see all the friends that you that you want did Did you you did
1: you get rid of the friend that was maybe making you make bad choices that's right that's
0: right (laughs) all the things you said you're gonna do did you follow through or not and so that's the starting point is start with gratitude, make sure you're in a good mindset before you look at this, because when you're not in a good mindset, you can make all this look really ugly. It's yeah. never as good. I I didn't hit to get the last deal. I didn't make as much money as I thought I was gonna make. I didn't, yeah. I didn't, I didn't. If you're in the wrong mindset, if you look yeah. at it with gratitude, then all of a sudden you open, you open your eyes to, well, it wasn't really quite as bad as I made it out to be. And right. guess what? Right.
1: We're about to start over that's and right. you can get you can get fear back to, on track.
0: To zero and January 1st, right? That's right. So, and, I love it. and that's where I think the next, this uh, kind of middle of this podcast goes into, which is um, kind of reengaging relationships mm-hmm. at the end of the year. Uh, and if you don't listen to this until the beginning of year, like right away, because there's a lot of reengagement of relationships that's important um, on the financial side of things, but also important on business and family side of things as well. So at the, you know, people are busy in the summertime, um, a lot of people move homes, a lot of people are on vacations. Uh, in our industry, it's the hottest market is always the summers, most right. people move in the summers as an example. Uh, but it's really am- amazing to me how many people are available for a meeting in January, right? Uh, how many people are, are, are available for a conversation in the fourth quarter and first quarter. And so when I think about the teams, uh, what I'm talking about is, um, do you have a CPA or a financial planner Do you have a will and trust that needs to be revisited? Um, Do you have an insurance policy that you've just let go for 15 years with the same insurance company, whether or not it makes sense or not? Right. Um, This is the time of year, in my opinion, to go re-engage those people that are making money off of you, your your CPA, your financial planner, your insurance agent, and say, hey, um, I need some time before the end of the year. I want you to do a quick review of my insurance policy. I want you to reprice things out. Tell me if I can get a better, better deal somewhere else. I love uh, that. That's not ex-
1: that. What's well, not where my mind went with reengage relationships, and I love that you went there. That's perfect. I think
0: it's super important. Um, you know, shit. Uh, all these people make money on you. They need to work for you a little bit, and mm-hmm. uh, this is separate, of course, in reengaging relationships of friendships or family members sure. that you haven't seen as well, which I think is what you were thinking. That's exactly um, yeah, yeah. for sure. I, I'm thinking in terms of. Um, okay, so let's just say you have uh, moderate. Assets, moderate. Not you're not rich, you're not poor, but you've got something to, to pay attention to, right? um We do refinances all the time. One of the top questions I always ask is, why haven't you filed your homestead exemption uh ever? And you've been living the property, and in Texas, you get a issue ten thousand, you know, ten percent discount on your taxes. Yeah. If you just file and say, check one box in a one piece of paper saying I live here, and it's costing them five hundred to a thousand bucks a year because they never checked the damn box, right? I mean, so. <laughs> Like that's a weird thing for me to say, but you take that to um, financial planners, right? There are many, many, many and most financial planners take your money and park it somewhere and never look at it again because you're not big on their scale. Right. But uh, if you pick up the phone and say, hey, can you take a quick look and see if there's any tax harvesting that can be done? And let me explain this for viewers. Basically, we know that when you make money in the stock market and you sell those stocks, you're, you're realizing a gain, whether it's a long-term or short-term gain, you're going to pay taxes on them. But you can be strategic and sell things that are down to offset those stocks and mutual funds that were up. And what's really beautiful about it is you can do that and you never lose the write-off. Meaning, if you write off, you had so many losses that you could write off and you didn't have enough gains elsewhere and long-term gains to, to to offset those losses. Those losses carry forward, so you never lose the benefit of that. So why, okay. if yeah. you have a good financial planner, they're going to do some tax harvesting in the fourth quarter before the end of the year, before yeah. it's too late. Yeah. So they don't have this extra tax burden in you know in, in the following year, right? Yeah. Uh, Talking with your CPA before the end of the year to see if there's any upcoming changes, which there are. Which there with are. With our with our current uh, administration, not a political statement. We're going to be paying more taxes the next several years. Right. So, uh, and the more you make, the more it's going to affect you. Mm-hmm. But just sitting around waiting with your thumb up your butt for well, support to happen. Well, and to here's you is, the is thing:
1: I, you know, when I when we had our first financial advisor, we had our first CPA. I thought they it was there. I thought they'd reach out to me. Like I really didn't know that I was the one that needed to initiate. You shouldn't have the, to, but that's the truth. But yeah. it's the truth. I mean. You, you do have to be the one, in most cases, to initiate yep. those conversations. And so here's your lesson. You know, you got to you gotta make the call.
0: Yep. So uh, I'll tell you this much. Like, I engage my financial planners monthly. Yeah. I engage my CPA monthly. I, I'm yep. engaged all the time. I require, you know, every four months or so to have a lunch with me. Like, I want to know my people that are in charge of my money and my my taxes and my wills and trusts. Like, we're getting together. We're friends. And I I hate to say it this way, guys, but the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Sure. If you call any professional and ask for something to be done, unless they want to be fired, they're going to do it, right? And then if you call
1: enough, maybe they will start calling you and you won't have to. Well, and that that goes to
0: as simple as saying, you know, and it it depends. Again, depending on how how many assets you might have. You might only need to do an annual meeting, but have you done an annual meeting in the last three years? Right. You know, you might, but if you have something significant and significant is defined as for you, if it's significant enough for you to worry about, like, is it growing or not? Then why wouldn't you uh, insist on a quarterly conversation? If you are a top, uh, you know, call it a top 20% client of theirs, which you won't know unless you ask mm-hmm. if you're top 20%. And by the way, you'd be surprised at how low it takes to get to a 20% of most financial planners portfolios just to ask and find out, you know, am I, am I a meaningful relationship? They'll tell you. Yeah. And if so, why wouldn't you ask for a quarterly lunch together? Yeah. You know, so
1: let me ask you this. I think this could be very helpful and you can run through it quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the, t- uh, what are the top three questions, um, to talk about or to ask in these meetings? Uh, right, a s- with-
0: great question. Super easy. So when it comes to financial planners, how do you perform against the averages? So, okay you know, if you're if the S&P 500 has an average return of eight to 9% a year, like, you know, if I'm paying you money, you should make more than that. Uh, if it's if the S&P 500 went down 5% in a year, which it hasn't recently, but if it went down 5% a year, you should lose less than that. Otherwise, why am I with you if I'm if I'm not performing what is considered average, right, average. Like there's a discussion point here. So that's one second thing is, am I on track for retirement? Ask directly, you know, you and I just had a budget we just, meeting right, we just, and yeah. what's the first, like literally I said, when, when was the last time you talked to Ron about this, right. right? Like you gotta have those conversations because you, sometimes you make more, sometimes we make, make less. All of a sudden you have these big equity gains in real estate or a, a massive market year. Like the last two years have been mm-hmm. where, you know, instead of retiring at 55, maybe you can retire at 53 and it makes it fun to know that doesn't mean you don't keep, you know, giving the money cause we invest always. But uh, it's good to know that you're ahead of track or behind track or on track, right? right. And like so it goes back to what are the results? Like, where are we right now?
1: Right. And so to expand on that a little bit, you know, when, so we, we set this up five years ago and he gave us a number, here's how much you need to save every month to retire at these ages. And
0: that's based on an assumption of rate of return right. uh, and income.
1: And where we were five years ago. Yep. And so... Um. Hello. Yeah. I need to know what has <laughs> that number changed. Yep. Do we need to be doing more or less or whatever? Yep. Um. <clears throat> so okay. Perfect. Let me give you a
0: good example here by the way, why this is really important. So, um, you know, think about a plane and the gas that is required to fly from L.A. to Atlanta. Okay. Uh. The you would think that you know Delta's flown that flight a billion times, so they know how much gas is required to fly from L.A. to to Atlanta, mm-hmm. but the answer is it depends, and the answer is because it depends on freaking wind. Hmm. Do you have a headwind or a tailwind? <laughs> do you have a very heavy tailwind, or do you have a very head, heavy headwind? And I guarantee you that the pilots don't just fucking guess. They look <laughs> down at the, at the dials every once in a while, and they know they need to, like— Yeah. It's amazing to me how often I get on a plane, and it's, you know, fit, delay, delayed takeoff by 20 minutes, and we land five minutes early. Right. Well, how does that happen? It's because they pay attention to the results, yeah. and they push the throttle a little bit harder, so maybe in a down, down year last year, you might have to invest more money per month this year. In a great year like this year, if, it, if you need to save money for college or need to do something extra somewhere else, mm-hmm. you can throttle back in other areas because you're looking at the results and the results are telling you what you should be doing, not we're hoping it works out. Uh, that. Hoping and praying does not bode well in finances, just letting you know. Yeah. So okay. that, that was the, another question I would ask. Another uh, one that I would always ask any CPA, uh, or a bookkeeper so, because you would ask. so is
1: those are financial planner questions so now questions. move on to CPA yeah.
0: uh, CPA questions are always uh, and you want to do this before the end of the year and not I'm talking not December 25th either because you can't do anything at that time but asking in the fourth quarter are there any expected changes to our tax code state or federal that might impact me okay. like I need to know that stuff right okay another one is am I am I uh, so if you're a salaried person, Am I over-collecting or under-collecting for taxes based on your what, what you're claiming, right? Like, are you a zero, one, or two? What, what number are you claiming for the withholdings for a paycheck? Because you want to be just right. Like, it's the, right. Ba- it's the bears, right? You don't want to be too hot, too cold. You don't want to wait for the government to make money on you in interest for a year to finally get some back in a year and a half, mm-hmm. nor do you want to be short and all of a sudden have a big check to write, right? So am I, on yes. tra- am I uh, hot, cold, or just right based on what you're expecting my taxes to be for this year? Um, is there anything I can take advantage of, or I should be thinking about taking advantage of in twenty twenty two or the following year? Right. So it's just about knowledge is power. And should I and,
1: refinance my house? <laughs> well, yeah. I, I mean,
0: all those things come up. A, a good financial planner and CPA is going to ask all those questions, like, what's your interest rate? Mm-hmm. What, um, you know, do you have debts that need to be paid off? But my point is, is that utilize resources, and, and that's why I literally wrote down, meet with your team, and if you don't have a team, the answer is get one. A team, yeah. like meet with your team or get one um even if you don't feel like you have enough money to give to a financial planner let me just tell you my i start with 50 bucks a month yeah like it's it start you have to start somewhere but let's start and that's I, what we did to our knowledge first, is, yeah. knowledge is power and and it pays off long term so yeah, for sure um i, love that. I, I would also take the step further that anyone with children or any wealth at all anything to in the event of your death, is going to go the, to somebody, yeah, which will. means 50,000 isn't is, 25,000 is enough. If you want that to go to somebody specific, instead of hope it works out in the court systems for probate, Right, then you gotta meet with your will and trust attorney on an annual basis, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. update. So uh, let me tell you why this is important. Um, in the last 15 years, who gets my kids has changed three times. Yeah. Uh, it's changed based on location. Mm -hmm. Like it's one thing for your kids to like, I've got my, some of my dearest friends are Carson and Laura. They live up in Austin Mm -hmm. and I trust them with my children. Right. Mm -hmm. And that would work if, if we had died when our kids were not in school. Right. But now I've got a high school or a middle school or an elementary school kid. And it's not appropriate for me to, Rip like they lose their parents, lose their parents, and they're going to rip them out of their, their, their support system and move them up to Austin. It, it's just right. not going to happen. Yeah, so absolutely. that's an example of something mm-hmm. that made sense when we wrote it, but it doesn't make sense now. Mm-hmm. um You know, shit. There's people that still have will and trust that their ex is still is the one that's the financial decision maker, that's a trustee, yeah. right? So I hate to say those things, but you got to go relook at every year. Read what like literally right now. I've got mine back in my truck. Because I'm gonna go reread my family trust, my beneficiary trust, my charitable trust, make sure that I don't um, want to. Like, who's in charge of money? Yeah. Uh, who does it go to? Like, I was looking at one of them. So my old trust said all guns go to because I'm in Texas and yes I collect guns. <laughs> uh, all my guns go to my son. I've got two daughters and one son. Right. Uh, my daughters would absolutely hate me if if my son got all the guns. So now all of them are distru- right. <laughs> are divided equally amongst my children because That's all my good. kids are hunters. Right. Yeah. Um, but like those things do change over time and, and do. you don't want to piss somebody off that you just didn't, uh, um, care about it yeah. you know, that you um, love that you want to with. And, and people
1: way. age out of the, um, ability to take care of kids, Oh yeah, you know, oh, that, yeah. and that's something, you know, we've had, we've had to think about, um, you know, that our gut reaction was, well, of course, of, me, me. of, of course that, you know, of course they would yeah. go to my parents. Well, Th- um, that's good for you know maybe another two years after that point, it would not be fair yep. for her and my dad to have to take on yep. young kids again, you know, and so, um, so yeah, and then again, like you said, too relationships, actually, I don't think you said this, relationships change. Oh, yeah. you know, you were really good friends with somebody or whatever, and yep. now that's no longer the case. Yep. Holy moly if that has not been changed in your will. (laughs) So So all those
0: those things are really important to address. You know, I'd say those are the top insurance. would be the fourth one insurance. You should look at uh, once every uh, once every year, at least, you know, they all renew. That's what uh, your insurance does renew every year. And so it's foolish not to make your insurance company work for you. They get a commission, so all you do is you call your insurance broker. And I, this is why I do like brokers more than I like an institution. Mm-hmm. Like I see people all the time, like U.S.A.A. is a fabulous company. It's a San Antonio massive employer. I, I love how they take care of veterans for everyone that's got them. Mm-hmm. And they're just not, uh, there are other companies with similar coverages some years at a cheaper price, yeah. right? So outside of being super loyal to an institution that your granddaddy mm-hmm. had it, it Makes sense to yeah, have to shop around, like. somebody take a look at it because I will, I'm the first person to pay up for sure. If it's anywhere close to, to what I can get, I'd rather have the relationship and longevity with somebody. Um, but at the end of the day, there's a point for everybody. Like sure. if you could save 50 cents of every dollar of insurance, 50 cents, why, why would you not do it? And this is not an attack on USA. I'm just giving this an example, an all state of state farm, all these different agencies we got you got to take a look at it once a year or have them internally look at mm-hmm. um uh, is there something that you can qualify for now that you've been a loyal member for your fifth year is there maybe some sort of discount that you might get and it's as simple as a phone call um, and also call.
1: assets that you may have um oh, in, yeah, inherited sure. over the over We're the course sold. of the year Dude,
0: I, I paid for insurance 10 years ago i had a, a car that i had sold that i paid insurance on for a year and a half after i'd sold it Oh, gosh. <laughs> because it was bundled in with bundled everything in. else. And I was like, right. they, the good news is, is that, and I want everyone to hear this line and clear, there's something called unearned premium. So the company refunded me all the premiums for the last 18 months because I proved I had sold it. I no longer okay. had it at that time. Well, that's sure nice. People do, like when you sell a house, a lot of times people have auto draft for their insurance. Right. They don't notice literally for a period of time. And all of a sudden a year goes by and another year or... Uh, or even this: you your escrow account pays next year's insurance, yeah. and you sell it a month later. Okay. Well, it's paid up for twelve months, yeah. but you only were insured for a month of it. They that owe is you. Great a, they owe you advice. eleven months back, yeah. right? But this is why these areas: insurance, financial planning, uh, will and trust attorneys, and, and uh, CPAs need to be talked to once a year, right? Yeah. So if you don't have a team, build it. If you need uh, recommendations, call me. I'll give you my people. If you're in South Abs- Texas, absolutely. So. All that to be said, you know, that's how you, that's how we finish up our years, right? It's it's um, start with gratitude, make sure you're in the right mindset, go ahead and review your results, you know, in the other areas outside of finances, but definitely be honest with yourself with your finances, hmm. meet with your team for potential changes, and then the last piece of what we have to do is how do you start the year? Yeah. And um, my answer is a little bit better. Like, so many people take New Year's resolutions, all these things, so seriously, and they um, fail, not, they're not failures. They fail quite often, um, because they're trying, they're they're making this declaration of this massive change in their lives. They're going to happen because of the magical day of January 1st. Right. And you know, I've had the privilege of running my team now for 17 years and uh, we've had another great year and all my answer was my team is we're just gonna do one more deal. We're going to do a little bit better. And, and that application of a little bit better always in all areas of your life will serve you really, 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 really well. So, you know, it's not about losing 100 pounds, although some people need to lose 100 pounds. See, it's like and I lose think that's more 10. of
1: a goal. Like, I feel like a resolution would Absolutely. be like something a little more like every time I see a homeless person on, you know, the street corner, I'm going to keep crackers in my car so I can give them one. Like something a little more like non-goal specific related like a resolution mm. of you know something you want to implement in your life because I, I feel like goals are just very different and if you say you're if you make your new year's resolution a weight goal well the the that there's so much room for the the failure piece all right, mm. or, or mm. to not yeah, so not, I don't know, I don't know, I can't think of another good example. No, of like, what? That's
0: fine. And again, this goes back to just a, a, a difference of viewpoint. Like, to me, a New Year's resolution would be: of everything I want to accomplish this year, here's the one thing I will. Of everything I want to accomplish this year, here's the one thing I will do. Of everything I want to change this year, here's the one thing I want to change. Right. So you can apply it the way you're saying it. Yeah. Absolutely. But it it goes for me. I think when I think about New Year's resolutions, it's what's one area I'm fed up with that I want to really like. Give attention to, yeah, um, and so it might be you know charitable giving. It might be, um, and you then know, I guess no, you I'm then... actually going to do a budget. But it's the so, reason why it fails is what we started with the conversation with, yeah. which is, well, why do you want to do that? Are you sure you want to do that? Yeah. Of all things in this entire year, this is the one thing you really want to do. Are you sure? So I kind of like actually... the
1: idea of uh, the way you just said it. Like the re- the resolution is, I'm fed up with my money. Yep. Now the goals. <clears throat> to get there, to fix this resolution, gonna are here. I'm going to do a budget every month. So yeah. I like that. I like that better because I do yep. feel like they the resolution and the goal are too closely. Yep. Um,
0: well, usually a resolution a resolutions have a plan with, with small goals along the way, right? So if the resolution is, hey, and by the way, this, this, this also goes back to statements, right? Like, you said earlier you know you know I'm not a reader like you did not meaning to you but right. the person that says they' to read a book a week they're not a reader well here's what, how I like to finish this conversation with because the reason why resolutions fail is because of lack of purpose and lack of planning and mm-hmm. lack of execution mm-hmm. one or all of the three like why do you really want to do this well my doctor said for the third year in a row I'm gonna, I've got a fatty liver and I'm gonna die if I don't stop drinking mm-hmm. okay now there's real purpose behind why you, your resolution is I'm not gonna drink next year. Right. Um, the, the, how you do that, or or it becomes part of the plan. Mm -hmm. Like, so I agree to, uh, only drink one time per month. Mm -hmm. So whenever I use that, that's it. Or, or maybe it's shoot, maybe it goes from day drinking to, uh, only on the weekends for some people or whatever, uh, which is step in the right direction. Right. But what's the plan? So what's the plan? And then the execution is lack of accountability, which is not telling people. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you know, being bold and sharing those things, if it really matters to you, and there's a plan behind it, like, where do I need your help? Um, Is something that just uh, is is what is lacking, generally speaking. Mm -hmm. And so when you really look at it that way, then if you've taken the time for the last 30 days, through November and December, uh, which is 60, (laughs) to actually work on gratitude and look at your results and identify, are you really happy with where you are or not? Then you're not just being asked on New Year's Eve, hey, what's your New Year's resolution? Georgia. Well, now you've taken the time to be in the right headspace with yeah. looking at the right results and and here's something that I'm fed up with or I really want to make a movement in. Now I've got a real resolution. I've got some time to plan on it. So I come out the gates working on and executing a real plan. That's not real a plan. Uh, it's not just a, a winged event. Right. And yeah. you know, that's the difference. You know what I always say what's so famous about the twenty first of January? By then, 99% of everyone stopped doing stopped their doing near, New Year's resolution. So just yeah. make it three weeks. Make it three and weeks. Once you get through three weeks, you're better um, than 99 percent of the world.
1: The other thing that's really powerful, and uh, this is something that Rachel Hollis talks about mm. a lot, is writing down your goals or your resolution as if they have already happened. Yep. I am a reader. Absolutely. I am a runner. I am an amazing mother. I am, yep. you know, I have five best Absolutely. friends. Absolutely. Um, which I love. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So I think add that yeah, to your gratitude. And that's
0: how I'll finish this segment for myself. And whatever your final thoughts are, I'd love to hear them too. But I'm reading a great book right now in my Bible study called Letters from a Skeptic. And it's a story between a husband, sorry, a, a, a father and son. You know, one's a believer, one's not a believer. And they're writing back and forth, which is a really cool dialogue for anyone that's looking for that dialogue to, you know, two very intelligent people, very, you know, convicted in their personal beliefs. And it's a written letters back and forth uh, between father and son. At the very least, they wanted to just know each other better and understand each other's beliefs better. It's a really cool development of the book. But one of the things that really sticks out to me is that, you know, uh, they use the example of, you know, why are there evil people in the world, right? And the, the answer is there's no evil people in the world. There's people that make bad decisions over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. There's no good people in the world. There's people that make good decisions over good and over decisions. and over again. And, the, and, the, and that's what creates those habits. Mm-hmm. And so when you think about, uh, like, when does somebody become a runner? Well, here's when. When they they ran their third, fifth marathon, I guess. I don't know. They're running all the time. They're runners. I don't know. When they uh, get on their shoes and yeah. run, <laughs> run. Right. Down so down the, run down, but they made those the choices over and over and over yeah. again. And one day they woke up and... It's the, you know, what is the couch to 5K? All of a yeah. sudden, they're a runner one I'm day. I'm a runner. Right? So when do you become a reader, well, I don't know. Just keep reading over and over and put on your calendar and make that a priority and you become a reader. Yeah. So um, to me, that's how you make sure that 2022 is better than 2021. That's how you should approach every year. But um, I'm just really grateful for, you, for the audience and for our new space. Yes, and, I uh, am too. This was fun. This was it, very th- fun. But I hope everyone has a great end to their year. And what are your final thoughts?
1: My final thoughts are um, I absolutely... Th- thrive in the last quarter of the year mm-hmm. um, one there's a lot of energy um, especially in our business lots of energy and parties and seeing people um, but what I love most is that we do get a chance to celebrate what has what has happened that went really well and then what I love more is that we get a chance to build out mm-hmm. in detail what we're gonna do in the next year. That's right. And let me tell you, like we, Justine and I just finished our 2022 marketing plan and it, we are jazzed about it. It's awesome. Like we're jazzed, we're excited. Um, and so it really, it really just, I, I just love it. I love everything about it. It's a refresh. It's a, it's a restart button. Um, I love it. Yeah. So whether you had a great
0: year this year or a poor year this year, you get another game to play starting January 1st. So, uh, Welcome back to Sigmund Sense, and uh, we had a great time this time. Absolutely. And, thank uh, you all for listening. Yeah, thank you for being our loyal listeners. It, makes the world, it means the world to us.
1: Absolutely. So make sure you're finding us on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube. Subscribe if you need us. SigmundSense at gmail.com is the place you should look. And stay tuned for progress on the new studio. See you
0: next time, guys. bye.